0: Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host, Dil Gurji, the guy who almost forgot the name of the podcast. Uh, I'm joined this week uh, for the third time uh, with Ollie Brady. Hi, Adil. Uh And this is Minute 83. That's runtime 12200 to 12259. Uh, so where are we? We are in the middle of um, the, uh, Helen's Ketchup Of Benoit into the ins and outs of what happened with the disruptors, how they formed, how they got to power, and eventually how they may have fallen out. So uh, I think we left. uh, The last minute ended with um, uh, Andy saying the reality distortion field ends here. I'm not going to let you do this. Um, And so we start now in the boardroom with uh miles and andy and miles says wait what do you mean you can't let me i'll walk and i'll take half the company to stop you from
1: using it for this and she did it and god i love
0: uh, and he says i'll walk and i'll take half the company to stop you from using it for this uh and then we cut to uh helen and benoit again and she did it and god god i love that she did so- says, uh, Helen... Then she found out that Miles had the lawyers work the contract, so she was cut out the company completely. So she sued. Benoit over. says, so she sued. Uh, and this is where we learn from Helen that... Her whole case was
1: based on intellectual ownership of the company's founding...
0: That idea. is the founding idea of Alpha. Um, Benoit goes... Her idea on the napkin. Which she didn't keep. And then we have a series of... Um, court scenes uh, where we see Miles was very excited he had an idea uh, so he grabbed a napkin and he uh, he scribbled something on it to show oh, that's a lie um, that's and a damn we, lie I think she yeah said that's it. a damn lie that's the right. right that's the line and then Order. your honor it's Order. a lie Claire counsel get your
1: client
0: look somewhere. me in the eye Claire you know it's a lie it's a lie
1: and do you recall Mr. Cody
0: who wrote this now? Yeah, Miles. Uh, it, it was Miles. Miles. Tension and uh, Andy getting drummed um, out, it seems. So, as always, I'm going to ask, what do you think of this minute? You really like last minute.
1: I really did like last minute. I think this one's really good as well. Um, there's a couple of things which I find very interesting on it. Number one is Edward Norton changes uh, again. His hair changes from. Um, I, I'm going to call it Catholic schoolboy comb over because uh, oh, I, I, I went it, to yeah sorry no go on what do you call it
0: oh I think it's Lego hair oh Lego in, yeah, the, board it, room Lego in the boardroom hair. it's
1: Lego hair so as a person who went to an old boys Catholic boarding school in Ireland that's Catholic schoolboy hair it is Fair. comb over from the left hand side part and it's short on the sides but that comb over is like almost like it's covering a bald spot but it's not and then by the time he gets to the boardroom he's got like jazzed up kind of spiky almost cool hair like like, like that's what he's going for kind of look um i like the fact that it is clearly established that this is the issue he is angry that she's going to leave um, and take half the company with him so he goes to to court effectively to say actually i own all of this she doesn't own any of it and then the five the other four um, all back him which is disappointing although while you're watching it and when you see them giving their um their uh testimonies they, they are obviously all slightly uncomfortable with saying that it was him mm-hmm. who had created the entire thing um depending on which character it is there are slightly different levels of uncomfortable
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's good to remember that um we established a couple minutes ago right that um they all knew Andy first, and in fact, yeah. they didn't even like him when Andy brought him in, right, Miles? Um, And so this isn't like a group of friends, all on equal footing, having to choose sides. This is like, really, like, especially when we, we've talked about how Andy was clearly the brains behind things, though maybe they didn't know, right? Yeah. And I think, so this is really stabbing your older friend in the back to for self-preservation slash self-gain. And I think it does show the um, thing we alluded to, and I just said again, right, is that, like, the charm, the key to Miles's role is people thinking Miles is... Helping them more than he might actually Yeah, be. M- Miles is... The things Miles is saying is backed up by Miles and not actually backed up by uh, Andy. Because, like, if you knew that, you'd be like, we should keep the company held by two people. Yeah. Um, also remember they don't have shares in the company
1: no that that's what i think it is is that they feel more indebted to him because he still he owns or his investments are the ones that went into the tv companies that went into helping duke get set up on twitch he's the one who was funding the uh research that um the, uh, god uh, leslie odom jr's character lionel. Was, lionel that lionel was doing so you can see why they're looking at him as oh gravy train uh oh, maybe yeah. we do need to back him up because she's a little bit too tight with the old purse strings
0: yeah and you and you think like obviously alpha might have invested in those things uh, i can't remember all the details if if we knew more about how much she supported them but like the whole point of him is that he's the mouth and he did encourage them in the beginning and even if the two of them were working in tandem to support those people, the fact that he was the one who got them to do the things and then he was still doing it probably weighs heavier than, you know... Just being a um, friend
1: from the bar. Their friend or... who was
0: also helping them but is, like, purposely in the background. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is kind of like the, the you know, I, I, I keep calling her a puppet master and then saying I don't like that term but can't think of a better <laughs> one. But this is sort of where her, like, behind the scenes pulling strings, making everything work betrays her because... Yeah she it's fine like there is a possible world right there right where the rest of them know the deal but the public doesn't and miles can still be miles in the way that she needed him to be in order for alpha to be what it was but she didn't like miles and andy made the miles and andy show for alpha uh, and she didn't like clue the rest of the disruptors in It, it feels very much like she held her held holds her cards to her chest and so they don't have any idea that, like, oh, it's definitely in their best interest to support her. Yeah. And it's that that ends up being part of the betrayal. It's like they're just not bright enough to have seen the writing on the wall. Yeah. Or rather, they saw writing on the wall, but they didn't know who wrote it, right? <laughs> to yeah. use the metaphor, right?
1: It And it, it really just gives the, the vibe that it was one set of friends choosing between two like it's like who loves do you love mommy or daddy more and that's what they've gone for and daddy is the one who's been like oh i'll buy you a new bike i'll get you oh we'll go to disneyland if you say me right and he's enticing them towards going in that direction and you can see it really makes her angry like not Mm -hmm. just the outburst the just the way she reacts to everybody else's testimony because obviously she gets told to settle down or you'll be held in contempt of court after the first mm-hmm. one so she settled down but you can tell she is seething
0: and, oh seething is such the right and part.
1: that's that's probably what leads to the revelations later on in the movie about why certain actions were taken because she was angry and probably told each of them exactly how angry she was and how personally betrayed by them she felt how I put this
0: yeah it's so it's an interesting minute because we see a lot more of her even when kind of even when we see the other actors we get a sense that they know enough and we're close enough and yet don't put that as a priority
1: yeah like you see Catherine Hans character Claire um when she has made her testimony and does a little outburst. She's drinking water, like, mm. uh, vaguely shakily. Like, it's definitely a little bit of a tremor in her hand because mm-hmm. the outburst got to her because she knows she's doing her friend dirty. Um, Somebody like Birdie, for example, she seems a little bit more confident, but you would probably understand that Birdie was less clued into to where everything was going from in the first place because she's always seemed to be that little bit more checked out. So the fact that she is there and she is ner- less nervous about it but Catherine Han, who is shown later on to be much more of a closer confidant to Miles it really makes sense that she would be more aware of the depth of betrayal that she's actually going undergoing at this point
0: yeah it's birdie's interesting cuz at times you you think is this cuz she's an actress you know or, or but no it really does feel like it she just is kind of clueless and might not even know, like you said, the depths of the betrayal. Um, but yeah, let's, um, let's jump to, so like, if we, it's right at 30 seconds, the, the beginning of this, like, montage of betrayal. Mm. Um, ugh, hit the wrong button. Um, And so, so, so yeah, it's um Claire saying. He was very excited uh and he uh grabbed a napkin and uh and he uh scribbled something on on it. And yeah. that's when we get the And that's a lie, but that whole Catherine does such a great job of it's just nervous enough but confident enough that it's like, "Oh, she could just be nervous she's on the stand." Yeah. And But like a- we know that she's like I'm actively perjuring myself. Yeah, because and, uh, she was I wasn't, don't like this.
1: She wasn't even in the room. Like, yeah. we know that because we've... Well, we know it from Andy's point of view um, because we've seen that scene. We saw the four of the people who were in the room at that time and neither um, Claire nor Birdie were there. So yep. the fact that she is flat out lying and it really comes across scripted, but as you said, it comes across as if she's just nervous. She's a politician He's on... You know, in court. So she's probably nervous for a lot of reasons. And yeah, yeah. So it's it's really well done. And Ketrahan, Yeah. obviously a fantastic actress. Oh yeah,
0: but yeah, I really like it. Um, uh E oh, just the right numbers of those and the pauses. Um, and then we get uh Andy. That's a damn lie. Yeah. Your Honor, it's a lie. Clara, tell him it's a lie. And then we get this is where you get the tremble. Um, glass. The tremble, water glass. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, over here, cancel, get your client in um, under control. And that's when we finally cut to Miles, who's got, like you said, this sort of spiky hair. Uh, quite a nice tie, actually, now I look at it. It's a really good color with his blazer. Yeah, uh, it, like he's
1: he's definitely looks different. Like, And I'm trying to put my finger on what he looks. And I keep coming back to, he looks like he's in an episode of Suits. Yeah, I was something trying I was like he
0: looks like he's in a courtroom drama.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, which is fun,
0: yeah. And, and but again, what I like is he's leaning, oh, ever leaning forward. So he's leaning forward as our, our hand is on the table, uh, and he like, uh, and as we overhear Andy being like, "Look me in the eye and say it." He's just like, kind of half wincing, just like, ah. And like again, it's this lovely toad line of if you don't know what's going on, you could think, ah, oh, she, this my previous business partner is like embarrassing herself that that's really sad but actually mm. he's like i think this is a moment of genuine contrition that just is read can be read either way yeah
1: um so it looks like he's either showing compassion for her or like guilt oh, what's going on here and guilt. i think what it's guilt I, I, I think it it genuinely does feel like it is a little bit of guilt Um. the way he spreads like it's like very subtly he spreads his hand out to, mm. to increase the amount of contact he has at the the table just to like to allow himself to settle himself and maybe you know, I know people count their fingers sometimes to calm themselves down and you can tell that he, he looks guilty but at the same time not guilty
0: enough to take back the court case yeah, yeah but also like no one's looking at him right now because she's yeah. yelling and the judge is yelling counsel get your person like so like obviously the camera wants us to see that moment but like this is like Classic misdirection, right? Like, yeah. Andy is unwittingly uh, making it so no one notices his guilty look. Um, but then we cut to Claire, who looks miserable. Yeah. And then she looks down and is like, you know it's a lie. Uh, and then we cut back to Andy, who looks at her counsel and says, it's, it's a lie. And then, like, has to sit down. And then we get this lovely, oh, this is being televised all over and, like, a bunch of Cameras dslrs with flash yeah. guns like just this hilarious row of cameras this is if you want it's a 49 second of this minute and i really love it because the like extras that are being random people in the court who are sitting down There's just a fleet of old men <laughs> <laughs> looking stone-faced as we're supposed to be paying attention to the cameras going click click but they just they just really make me laugh because they're if you were there, you would you would hate those seats because you're just hearing shutter speed all the time, and they're all just like, like, <laughs> yep, th- this is a point where actors be acting. Um, I, I I really like moments like that where it's like mm, no like serious legal person or whatever would be that like stone faced. They would kind of be annoyed or leaning forward away from the shutters, but yeah. it makes for a better scene.
1: Um- if you just go forward one second, mm. um, you should see... So at 50 seconds, you should see Batista yep. uh, sitting on the sink. Uh, I just want to shout out to how good his suit is. It's so, so good. for a man of his size, um, in particular his build, in particular his shoulder width, and I'm I'm a short guy, but I've got relatively big arms, but to see somebody of his magnitude wearing a suit that looks so natural and realistic. Like, um, I watched a a movie there recently, uh, The Man from Uncle with Henry Hmm. Cavill in it. And Henry Cavill is a really good movie. It's a really entertaining movie. Uh, Henry Cavill is so big that he looks silly in suits. Like, a beautiful, beautiful man. Like, God gave him to the world or whatever. But, he wears a double-breasted suit in that movie and I just look at him every single time. Like, every time he moves or sits one side of the collar depending on how he's leading one side of the lapel is up in like a weird uncomfortable set because he's such a large man they had to cut it for him to fit into it whereas i look at batista in this and that suit just looks relaxed it looks like it's fitting him in the shoulders it's fitting him in the arms it's not stretched across his chest so whoever costumed him did an unbelievably good job
0: yeah that's a good point um I hadn't thought about how fitted that shirt would have to be, but you're absolutely right. Like, or suit rather. Um, those, first of all, I just saw it like, oh, it looks great. It looks kind of calm and confident. And I hadn't thought about how wardrobe wise, that's hard to do. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in that, like, because it's so well fitted, that the fact that he's, he's got the, like, um, I'm leaning back in the chair and I'm like a couple inches forward from it. So I've got a bit of a lean back. So like a slope which helps his giant mass of a torso feel less threatening. Yeah. And he's right. And so he, and he's crossed his arms as far back as he can go on the chair in front of his lap. So again, making himself a plane, but that's tilted back. So again, really non-threatening, but you can see his head is, it's actually kind of uncomfortably tilted forward and up like that is someone who's been coached into a pose. And I think that's what we're supposed to get right. It's not, it's not that Batista isn't, Acting like this, it's that Duke was told ex- to t- coached for this because he's probably would have been one of the weaker links. Again, you were talking at the top of the episode about how their levels of comfort and discomfort are uh, about betraying Andy are portrayed differently. This to me screams this screams to me. We knew he was gonna <laughs> screw up. Uh and um and so he he just got coached through everything. That's why they like like Miles. He doesn't own that suit. He got that suit made for him by Miles for today.
1: As you said, it's doing such a good job of hiding just how massively big he is and yet still doesn't look in any way loose or unkempt which can normally happen when you're wearing a suit that has, for example, like if, so I'm a 42 chest but if I wear a 44 inch chest it'll hide the fact that I've got a 42 inch chest because it'll look Mm. loose on me but then it will look saggy in the arms. So mm. you end up wearing like if you wear one that fits in one area unless it's tailored properly. So this here looks like a man who is incredibly at ease with himself and as you said, coached. He knew what the questions were going to be. He knew what to say and when he answers them, he answers them in almost like monotone. No, yes, it was. Yeah. Miles. So
0: like yeah, and so to go through those seconds, right? It's um uh again why i think it's very telegraphed as coaching it says and you know do you know who wrote this napkin or and you if you watch his hands he like fidgets with them and kind of rolls them in and tightens them and then he yeah. goes, yeah miles and again yeah you're right that intonation is and then he leans forward a bit with a nod and that's where you see the nervousness it's like oh i did it i said the thing it's not like the fact that he clenched his hands more reveals the coaching and that he's not happy with it but his tone and his general posture is so coached that it's like oh yeah it's miles like, yeah. but that's what you say if you were comfortable instead he goes yeah miles yeah. right it's just this staged um intonation
1: and then the cut very like instant cut is to birdie with pink bow on the front of her black power suit mm. um low cut in fact probably even lower cut than she has in any of the previous scenes involving them together. Um, obviously, the beach scenes yeah. were, were different. Like, But in uh, Lower Cut Top, wearing a very ostentatious necklace. But she's, again, leaning on one arm. And as you said, she's an actress. So she comes across almost slipping. Yeah, yeah it was definitely think Like, lots of facial expression, lots of uh, almost gurning. Like, mm, yeah, like, the yeah. way she says it is... So she's answering the question. The question is, who do you think made it? But from the way she's acting, she's answering the question. I don't agree with what Andy is saying. So even though she's answering the question is, who made it? She's also answering or giving the answer. No, Andy is lying about this one. Sorry about this. I hate to have to do this to you, but I think you're lying. Mm, Yeah. My bad. And again, because she's an actress she's really good at it and again i think it's also an indication that she just didn't understand how much that they're doing andy dirty here because there's no sense of nervousness about her in this Uh, and again it's only two three seconds but it doesn't feel at all like she feels bad about what's going on
0: yeah and i think that's why i wanted to go to the montage because she goes like she she we don't get the question we just go straight to And she goes, oh, yeah, it it was uh, Miles. Yeah. And then she, like, nods and does a half-smile. And that half-smile is like, yeah, like sorry, Andy, almost. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's like, well, you you couldn't possibly think that would be appropriate for the, like you said, the level of being done dirty. And so it's weird because it's like I did the acting and then I betrayed myself by being slightly apologetic. But the, like, the... Scope of it is completely wrong,
1: yeah. And then we cut to uh <laughs> Lionel, Lionel, um, as I said beforehand, looking exactly like Jamie Foxx in this scene. I, 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 do, I don't even get it how he looks this much like Jamie Foxx, but he does, uh, and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> Miles,
0: go, Miles. He doesn't even say, yeah, he just says, Miles, Miles, yeah. Uh, but I think what's great about this, so first off, uh, his is. So the other two, it's just static shot, right? Oh no, it's it's, it's I lied. It's a uh, it's a uh, that's actually really interesting. Sorry, I want to rewatch this. So we actually start a p- pull in on each of them, and there's just a jump. So like, if you watch when Duke is testifying, we see some of the wood paneling paneling on the other side of the judge. Yeah. Then when we cut to Birdie, we're already near the flag, and there's no wood paneling, but we still do the slow pull in. Um, and then we actually, I think. Hop to, to slightly wider, wider for Lionel, yeah. but we linger longer for that zoom in. We get, re- or at least it feels like it because we're f- he's not talking or moving. And I think the Jamie Foxness that, that you're picking up on is this like intense stare forward. Yeah, his eyes are wide and staring forward. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he's like, I'm gonna get through this. I, I know I, I'm not looking. My friend is there. I am looking dead forward, and I'm quiet. and I say, miles yeah and he's a guy who i guarantee you they couldn't coach to say longer answers what they could coach him to say was ask me the question who the person was and i will say miles and boom he much was, more because i know this is effing bs yeah
1: and he was in the room he was yeah. there when the napkin quit so he knows flat out that this is a lie um, he, yeah, Birdie, and he knows
0: that miles that how he knows is miles brought the attention that andy was working on something yeah that's how they all found out
1: exactly and yeah so it's really good and it's nice to see like so I'm just looking now the courtroom scene starts at around about 40 seconds which means that they managed to get just over 30 seconds yeah it's there we go it's at 30, 30 seconds, seconds yeah it, that's when it just cuts to her yeah um. so at 30 seconds so that means in a 30 second scene they managed to give me everything I need to know about that court case oh yeah yeah it's just Cut, 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 cut. The five, four people hung her out to dry and some of them were more confident about what they were doing and some of them felt bad about what they were doing.
0: Yeah. And it also reestablishes the, like like I said, like Duke needing support because he's like a weak link. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways, right? Um, Yeah, it's... And you, but you also get, and you also at the same time, because we've seen so little of her screen time-wise, you get to really learn about uh, Andy's character because you can tell right or wrong means more than winning. It's not about the, like, when she, the way she objects, the way she's like, it's a lie. Like, no, no, it's a lie. Like, she can't let go of that because that's not, it's not, you're cheating me out of my business, Yeah, right? It's like, you are, you're my friend and you were lying about the thing I did. And you get that from her outburst and her like extra words afterwards. It does not come across as you're you're screwing me out of my business, right? Like that's secondary to the fact that this is my idea. You were lying right. about my idea. That's my idea. Yeah. And so not her, even like ownership. I I don't, well, for to me, I don't even feel like it's the ownership of the idea being given away. It's the lying.
1: That, that's 100% how this feels about Because yeah. at the end of the day, she's like, she's obviously it's upsetting that you're, you're about to lose half a billion or whatever it happens to be, right? Yeah. But she also just seems more angry about the fact that her four friends are just turning their backs on her. And that yeah. like uh, that will feel like a betrayal to her because as like we know, she'll probably be okay. No matter what happens in these situations, she's still going to be left with 200 million in the bank. I don't think she's worried about what's going to be financially ha- affecting her for the rest of her life. Um. Yeah, but I said they managed to do everything you need to have in a, in the court scene in thirty seconds. Uh, a lesser filmmaker would splurge two minutes on that scene. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So that that's the one thing that I think is the weirdest part. If we go back to like second fifteen or whatever, mm-hmm. but like when. So now this is where Benoit and Andy have like walked down the boardwalk on this island and found ice cream. Now that I think about it, it's real weird that they've got a cup of ice cream.
1: Well, the end of the last one, when they're walking out, so they walk
0: out of the place where they had lunch and they come to a stop
1: and they're stopped
0: at a little cart.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I get that. I'm just thinking. So
0: I just hadn't clicked like I understand where they got the ice cream, but it's like this is an, a private island I think with an ice cream cart. This isn't on the island. Oh, so
1: this is oh, on right. like, this is on Greece mainland.
0: Thank you. That's yeah. the part I missed, right? Of course, because this is the flash Slight, This is a
1: flashback. A flashback. So it's a flashbacks within a flashback. So this right. is the the night before. Um, right. So this Thank is, you. Yeah. So this is him talking to Helen, and what I like about it is it shows him walking down, gets out the thing, and this like it's one of my favorite things in movies, where um, verisimilitude, if I'm standing, it doesn't matter if I just had a big meal. If I'm standing outside a frozen yogurt stand and it's a nice warm evening, I'm going to get some frozen yogurt. And it just the, the fact that Benoit is just happily knocking into this as he's asking questions. Oh, she didn't keep the, the napkin, did she? Oh, I'm just not gonna wait. That's exactly what I would be doing in that situation. I don't care if I'm full. I'm going to get some quality ice cream or froyo. And he looks like he's having a whale of a time eating into it. Yeah, and he's taken off his hat.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I hadn't picked up on the hat disappearing. I think it's all the all the way better. Um, I mean, so those scenes, I really want to talk about the lighting. But uh, before we get there, just on the courtroom stuff, the like, um, yeah. So the line is, uh, Miles got the lawyers to rig the contract, so she was cut out of everything. And I'm yeah. like, that's the part that is to be honest, the biggest like weird underexplained plot point of the entire movie. Cause she comes off as, so this is why I was saying last episode, it, she might not be as, she's like painted as smarter than the rest of them and having a good idea, but we don't get the sense that she's like a super genius or great at everything, which yeah. I think is so important because otherwise you wouldn't buy this. This weird scene here.
1: What, what, like she obviously signed contracts without having another proper solicitor look at them because no solicitor would have allowed her to sign them in the first place, which would allow her to then be cut out of them. Like, so it it's clearly issuing that sort of a message. Um, just one last thing on, on the Ben. Yeah. Um, I think it's about 25 seconds. I don't have, uh, sorry, 19 seconds. Hmm. Uh, so at 19 seconds, if you just take a look at that the, on your screenshot there, and I was talking about it in the last minute as well. Uh, his muscles on the upper shoulders of his back are huge like just getting across just how big a man he is and they've been managing to hide that throughout this film but when you sit like you can't get like no matter how much you work out in a gym the vast majority of us are never going to have that sort of muscle definition on your on the middle of your shoulder blades and He's just sitting there casually with this massive arm dripped across the back. And I said, it's real credit to the way they have framed these shots that doesn't show him to be just this man beast of a human. Like,
0: Yeah. Um, I, I hadn't even picked up on that. Cause, so for me, what I wanted to talk about was just, so we the first like 10 seconds were in the... Um,
1: the original boardroom.
0: The boardroom, right? But then at 10-11 seconds, we cut to them sitting on this bench, and we've got this l- another another great shot uh, of um, Helen in that wonderful dress with light sort of hitting her from the boardwalk or whatever. Um, uh, and then we cut to uh, Benoit, and he's taking this bite of ice cream, and it's such a like. So they're both well lit up, but, but because he's like he, he's Leaning eating in. ice cream with his, yeah. his hand up on the bench already and it, and so hunching over and again it makes him look smaller and keeps his him kind of on her level and it, and it also because of just the way it obfuscates the giant pipe and yeah. chest it's a, it's a thing i didn't pick up because i rewatched the scene um, after we recorded last episode i picked up on it because of your comments i was like oh this is really smart but he also like sits up and i love how he's doing this very childlike eating ice cream thing she's talking about some very serious and the look on his face is Immediately, very serious, right? Yeah, um, and I think that's such a good piece of acting, and it also like really shows Benoit's character, right? Because it's like, ah, I'm eating; he's eating ice cream. So, back up a bit. Uh, I have ADHD. I got diagnosed la- last year, and I constantly am caught looking away from people, but still paying attention. Uh, and it takes some people a while to get used to sometimes. And this feels like a man who knows the value of showing the attention was like that the tension wasn't yeah. broken. Right. So he's eating, he's looking in the bowl. She's talking about things. He takes a bite immediately. or so almost immediately smiles. So swallows and then looks at her like with such intense seriousness, like I am, I am not stopped. And I thought it was such a good moment of acting of Daniel Craig here, because it just portrays this, this character as like, a, again, he's, He's always watching things, picking up things, et etc, so of course he's going to be in these moments where he's looking over there but still listening to you intently, yeah, and he just like you get this you get this reassurance that he has been paying attention the whole time, just in in the way that the first time you see his eyes, they are like they're not like boring holes into her, but they're just this intense attention
1: yeah and he he does another thing with his hands, I'm just doing it here in the screen that mm. when he's finished eating the ice cream. And he's making a point of it's again from behind the bench scene. He reaches mm. out just a very soft, like, I'm almost going to go, like, mm, a mincing thing, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, we know he's a, his character is gay. It's just a real thing. And it's a, it's a, a, a technique that teachers use and, and people who are trying to educate people as well is it draws focus onto what you're drawing your point almost like you're you're visually doing a representation of well we're going to park this for a second I'm just going to bring this over here now now we're going to talk about this now now focus on my hand don't you go off mm-hmm. on your own different direction again and it's very interesting to me that he is asking her a question at that point because he's focusing her into giving him the answer to the question which is what would happen then basically yeah it's it's,
0: it's a, so she sued over that
1: Mm. exactly um, that's over here now and yeah. we're gonna answer no answer this question for
0: me. and then and then you get interestingly you get hurt res- responding um with that in intensity she's staring directly at him and she's saying uh and the whole case was based on intellectual ownership all this stuff and she's just looking him dead in the eyes mm. barely blinking like not again not boring holes but like I'm paying attention to you. We are talking about this serious thing. Yeah. We are. And then, and again, you're like right. her idea on the napkin. Uh, he like arm on the bench pointing down as if to say that there's the yeah. napkin we're talking about. We're both living in this world where there's an evidence here and you've just told me it's important. This thing right here.
1: That's the thing. And that's what I like about that is, and it's a, like, as you said about about having ADHD and that's a way to deal with ADHD. So whether or not he has it or he thinks she has it, this mm. idea of let's focus in. So my hands are gonna focus in. We're talking about the napkin now. And then both of them and she's pointing down at the napkin and he's pointing down mm. at the napkin because then it's also indicating to anybody who's watching the scene the napkin is going to be our MacGuffin for the rest of the movie, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I want to go back just to that eighteen, nineteen, twenty-second that shot you were talking about, where it's behind the bench. Yeah, just because it's so beautiful. Oh, it's, it's um, gorgeous. Uh, especially they are so. If you haven't, if you aren't familiar with the minute as as much as we are, having rewatched it and having it in front of us, <laughs> they're on a bench that's clearly looking out to sea, and so we're behind them. So you see, the sun is like barely not set. All right, we have a bit a hint of it. So we've got a blue, dark, dark, dark blue haze. Of sky on the horizon, and then presumably the ocean's like jet black, and we've got weirdly we've got we've got lights on the left and right of them, mm-hmm. coming on the sides, so you get the outlines of them lit up in white. So we've got like Benoit's left shoulder, you see this like nice little outline of it, and reminding, uh, uh, and then up his uh, his head, and then his forehead and like his forearm, which is bent. Perpendicular on the other side, and then his lips and chin are all little white highlights. And then similarly with her, we've got highlights on her shoulders because there's she's glistening with a bit of sweat and the heat. Uh, and we've got the side of her head and her forehead, and we can see her nose and parts of her cheek and lips. it's so like, and it's such a good example of dark lighting that keeps the face
1: in focus. Uh, like
0: we've got highlights on the important parts of the face and giving you edges to the body on the back. Um, and then, of course, they're still well-lit enough that you see the details, especially now the the shirt that we talked about last episode, right, with the horizontal lines. Yeah. It just, that draws a line to make, and because it's white with black um, stripes, thin black stripes, that contrast makes his body pop more. So when he's moving his arms, you understand what's being extended. Meanwhile, she's not talking with her hands, and so we just have the contrast of her dark skin and that really light-colored dress doing the same thing, which is why having both her shoulders kind of glistening and highlighted is so important cuz those elements are what in this if you if this was a photo, right? Those are the elements that allow you to see the people despite them being so underlit, right? Yeah. You see the edges of them and the parts where they either hit the frame or or the bench, you know, and you you have a sense of their body, which means that you aren't like straining to see where the so what's going on, so you can focus on their faces and the hand movement. You're naturally drawn to the movement and where the face is, but you aren't confused by it because they've got the outer edges as well. The fact that we have the lights on both sides, it's just, like I said, if this would be a photo, I'd be proud of
1: taking. Yeah, but even even when you're looking at it now, so I've, I've again paused at 19 seconds here. It's so well done. We know they're there because we've seen scenes of them there. And yet they've managed to make it almost look like they've been superimposed onto the image in the background, despite the fact that we know they have not. And like, that is how, how well the lighting is making the two people pop in this scene. Yeah. As I, it's one of those things which, until you had pointed it out, I wouldn't have even noticed. And then now I can't not notice. Like, it's actually really beautifully lit. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's, it's, like I said, it's it's secretly my favorite part of this very cool minute, just I mean, I'm a photographer, so it's just like a, this. I, if I was just trying to stage this photograph, I wouldn't have thought of this lighting. I would have probably had something stronger. From, you know, it's just, but it's it's so well done. And again, that I want to point out, if you've got, if you're watching it, like you you see the the forehead lines on on Benoit's head, like that's how yeah. much detail is in those highlights because they are perfectly profiled, and you're getting. With just a little bit of tilt, where You get a bit more depth on the forehead, so you can see. You've just seen his face earlier, so you can see you can put in the extra details because, like, his cheeks and even one of his eyes are like his eye is like kind of half lit up, but it's mostly a little past memory, and then the highlights in just the right spots. It's 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 really remarkable.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful shot. Yeah.
0: Um, and I mean, this is again one of those things where there's so many well-shot moments that are that from my photographer's eyes it's like these are good pictures that have movement in them
1: what's also what i appreciate about this scene is they don't feel the need to explain what it is it's intellectual ownership that's it because it's it's safe to assume that Benoit Blanc knows what intellectual ownership is so it's safe to assume that everyone else will get the general gist that they're having an argument over who owns the company let's cut the court case she's losing half of the company it doesn't mm. matter that intellectual ownership is a really important thing it doesn't matter that it's a really complex legal determination it's just dropped out there and because it's benoit blank he's like yep yeah, okay yeah, yeah intellectual oh so it's intellectual ownership and not in a jokey way he just understands what it means. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate them not feeling the need to go, intellectual ownership, you know what that is, Benoit? That's yeah. when somebody has created an idea and they own all of the rights to the idea, Benoit. Oh, it. no,
0: it would definitely be him waxing lyrical about it. Oh, go- oh sorry, my mistake. Place, right? yeah. she,
1: he, she mispronounces it or something, and then he's yeah. like, well, actually... <laughs>
0: Or she says intellectual property, and he's like, actually, it's intellectual so ownership. ownership. You see, the difference is mansplain, mansplain, mansplain. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a more, way worse script, right? Um, yeah. Also, I didn't realize he's been working with the same DP for basically everything. No. Uh, I mean, so, uh, Steve Yedlin... I had to look it up because this shot uh, made me really appreciate Steve, Yedlin, Steve Yedlin's work here. But, yeah, Steve Yedlin did Brick... Um The Brothers Bloom, Looper, uh The Last Jedi knives out and Glass Onion. Yeah. Now, That's the whole Ryan Johnson canon, I think. Brick
1: and Looper makes perfect sense together. Just mm. picturing them in my head. They they look like they were done by the same person. But you would have I would have guessed ten other names before I got to say that he did Brothers Bloom. Yeah, right. That uh, Brothers Bloom just looks so distinct, and but I suppose that's a sign of a good artist is that they know what they're doing. Like it's not just all one note.
0: Yeah, it looks like he even did some of the music videos that Ryan D- Johnson directed. Cool. Huh.
1: It's nice to see yeah, people it, who are consistent like that.
0: Yeah. So interesting. Oh, I'll have to look at this later. But um, Poker Face, Ryan Johnson directed three episodes of it, but mm-hmm. Stevie Edlin only DP
1: too mm-hmm. maybe somebody else wants to try their hands at dp maybe joseph gordon levitt was there <laughs> he's like i want a dp
0: yeah so I, I just yeah i did i didn't want to go too much in depth i just thought like because again these shots are just a lot of good character establishment we're getting to see helen as helen which i think is really important i really love the way um She's like wide-eyed and and much more emotive with her body and hands, which is being, I think, kind of, sort of reflected by Benoit, but also, like you said, it might just be Benoit's way of keying into what he wants the conversation to go to, but it's just such a different performance. Uh, The, like, uh, Janelle Monáe's, like, Helen is just so... The high-pitched, the founding idea, the intonation, the, like... I'm telling you this, but I'm kind of excited because I'm just a bit bubblier, right? Yeah. Compared to the beginning of the minute. Like, we start with... Her first line is, I'll walk, right? And I'll take half the company, and she's, like, leaning forward and, like, knitting her fingers together and be like, I'll do what I can. And then we cut to... And she did, and God, I love that she did. The contrast between those two lines... Um spoken by the same actress is just so great.
1: Just uh looking at um Helen's makeup going straight mm. into um uh Andy's makeup and this the shape of it, the the, the muted colours and it, it's a nighttime obviously of um Helen's really softens her mouth. Mm. so when you cut the andy again without even needing it to be in a completely different scene it looks like a different person just subtly enough for you to go oh no we're with andy now
0: and yeah I think and it's I think really good you said last episode about the parting of their hair right um it's to the other side yeah it's to the other side it's lighter uh it's a ever so much it looks a bit longer maybe they just in slightly different style and again you've got that like you said the like darker lip color uh and and uh i think it's smart that they they've done this scene just shooting sort of not quite quarter not quite full-on helen because we get the switch also goes back to profile side shot and so it really does feel like and they've swapped sides of the screen uh and so it's really easy to be like oh yeah this new person um, because all of these are, are cues that like put together just like yep that's it that is helen and that's andy
1: yeah it's really good yeah hey guys this yep. is a good movie
0: good <laughs> it, it turns out i mean this is the problem right this is why i can talk about a minute of this movie or 45 minutes at a go because there's so much fun stuff to talk about and of course great people to talk with um oh this is interesting uh, sorry. Uh, we'll wrap up, but because this cuts straight into the courtroom, uh, the stuttering. He grabbed a napkin and he wrote, jawed something down. Line of Catherine yeah. on that we sort of started talking about a few minutes ago. Um, it's a pull out, and every other. Then we cut to her hand trembling on on the glass, and every other person lying is a zoom in. Is a push in. Yeah. And I and I it makes total sense because we're pulling out to Andy's reaction. Yeah. To that's a lie, and I love that we see flashes and stuff. It's like yes, the back of Andy's head. This is the Pulitzer Prize-winning shot. <laughs> <laughs> These guys yeah. are taking. She's shouting in this picture. She sh- I, I swear that person's standing up, is saying something, and also is that <laughs> person. <laughs>
1: um, the other thing about it as well is. Um, andy is kind of slouched when we cut to the uh shame. so at 30 seconds yeah she's got this kind of a lean back kind of kind of vibe yeah and or it's not
0: yeah, and it's not like uh lean back i'm cool casual it's like no. i feel like it's just resignation she knows that it's over right and she knows this is because like the court case wouldn't have got this far if these people were going to tell the truth on the stand, right? So and she's expecting the first lie,
1: of course. And then when you look into the background in that shot of thirty seconds, you have leaning forward onto the desk. You've got Edward Norton in his fancy suit, like, and they make that V sign. Yeah, like they're, they're completely separated from each other. It's very, Oh, that's again. a
0: really good point. There's so much separation that her generic counsel actor is
1: in the middle, uh, manages in the, the gap, like.
0: <laughs> I like that he's writing, and so he's but he's far away from the table, and so it really accentuates that how much of Edward Norton is on the de- on the on the ne- table, next, yeah. Uh, desk over because this guy's taking who take sorry, I'm just realizing how weird that shot is. Who takes Have notes with their hand off the table? Like no, pull, pulled back by a foot and a half, such that you could only write on the bottom two inches of the page. No, his arm is extended. Not. Like you can see, it's so extended that. Either this is an ill-fitting suit or he's stretched out because there's, like, two inches of wrist.
1: Yeah. Well, the suit is not as good-fitting as Batista's, but it's still a well-fitted suit. So, yeah, he's yeah. he's fully extended his arm out and he's writing at the bottom of the page. That's got to be uncomfortable for everybody involved.
0: Yeah. Maybe she's like, oh, crap. Who the heck did I hire? I'm going to lose this. This guy doesn't even know how to write on a desk. And if you just take a look to Janelle Monae's
1: uh, right ear, Andy's right ear, and behind mm. her you've got this blurry blonde girl. Uh, mm. No reason other than they were just going to pretend there was something else in the okay. shot, but it's not. <laughs> uh,
0: great. Uh, that, I think. Um, oh, so the it is Wednesday, um, and so I know we're already – we did our job good, but we've already kind of talked about um, – Benoit um, throughout the week, but um, let's talk a little bit about um, your thoughts for the third film and what you like most about Benoit as a character. Let's try and get that.
1: So, as in the future, yeah. So, so
0: the uh, yeah, no spoilers on the rest of the film, but like, what would you like to see? Because we know there's a third film.
1: Yeah. So, the the two movies we have got so far have been this great juxtaposition of Benoit Blanc and two country girls, I'm going to say, that are less experienced than he is, but they're both enjoying the experience somewhat. Now, it, obviously, Helen is enjoying this way more than Annie D'Armas' character in the first movie. Um, she hasn't gotten sick while telling a lie yet, right? But yeah. the thing about it is, it's, I, I I just really like how casual Benoit Blanc is about how good he is at all of this mystery solving thing like he's really good and he knows he's really good and then other people are figuring it out as they go along and getting each other things and I think he enjoys seeing that so I would hope that the third movie is set somewhere completely different I would love to see Benoit Blanc come over to be I would genuinely love to see it set anywhere in Europe but in specifically I would love to see him come over with that accent and have it set somewhere in Yorkshire where they are just going to laugh at that accent. And they're not going to do it in a necessarily mean way, but it's going to be foghorn, leghorning all over the place for us. And country people, country British people are going to be like, hey up, hey up lad. And it's just not going to... You're living in close to Newcastle at the minute. Like, in Newcastle, they, they, they're they not going to have anything to do with it. Like, And they're not going... That was a terrible Newcastle accent. But they're not going to react to him the same way that Americans are reacting to him. So I would like to see him paired again with an ingenue... Maybe ingenue is a bad word, but um a younger uh person helping them solve the crime. And in much the same way this one has fortuitously coming across the fact that Benoit Blanc is there they be like, I want you to I'm I'm hiring you. You happen to be here and help me solve whatever crime it is that's happening in Yorkshire. Yeah. So I'd like to see him come to Europe where he'll have a different set of responses from people.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. I, I um I hadn't thought of it quite like that. Um I really like the idea of him being the fish out of water slash ethereal time lord-esque notion of him right he's just he does have this bit of the like i'm from somewhere else and you'll just have to deal with it thing yeah not playing his way that's a really interesting twist to, to like that might make i like the idea that it would hinder his um ability to do his job that would be a really interesting twist to having to deal with this like personal slash probably mildly racist or whatever the right term is ism against him yeah um, I, uh, hadn't thought about that. So like for me, the, the knitting of, um, like old money versus y- new money is like the, is the knives out glass onion thing. And I was like, um, and a lot of people talk about what would the next rich people be? I actually want to see, I want Ryan Johnson to upend that type of expectation and I'd love to see a mystery in his hometown. So the oh, opposite yeah. of what you're saying. Yeah. Or like, or with his family or someone close. Out, and he might not actually be like technically solving it or there's some sort of wrinkle there. But just seeing more of his life um, in a way that isn't, I'm bringing my husband along. Yeah. But like, he, there's no need but to. Like, like the, the key to the mystery is something Benoit Blanc specific versus he, so he stops being the outsider.
1: Yeah, I would also. Now, Ryan Johnson is too. He's too sharp of a film director to go, filmmaker to go this direction, but for him to come back to his hometown and just nobody to give a feck like, Yeah. Oh, Benoit Blanc, and they're like, yeah, we know. Yeah. We or people he went to school with being like, yeah, we know. You. Uh, Remember, I stole a crayon from Jeremy's bag and you spent two days finding out that it was me and had seven forms of proof. We remember, Benoit, we remember. Do you remember you told us when we snuck in after the prom and we're, like, you, you managed to figure out which seven of us had broken into the school? We remember, Benoit, we're over it. And I would, I'd like to have that sort of dynamic if he does go back to his hometown. That people are like, maybe some people are proud of him. Oh, you are the world's most famous detective. But some people are just like, yeah, we know.
0: Or like, yeah, I like the idea that they they might know, but are completely unimpressed.
1: Yeah, they don't. They like a, don't care.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So those would be fun. Um, although I I am tickled by your like Yorkshire. Um. Oh, just I just think that would be here. funny. Yeah.
1: Just just to have him in the same setting as, say, an American werewolf in London, like going across the moors, and they're just like, I don't care. Whatever. Well, get out of here, American. You foolish boy.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Um Great. Uh yeah, so that's uh that those are our thoughts on what the next movie could be about. Um I think we should end it here. <clears throat> He says, looking at the timestamps. Um, <laughs> any last thoughts on the episode, though? I'll let you have the last word.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really good. And I think other people should pay attention that if the court case is not your the main focus of your movie, it doesn't need to take up more than 30 seconds because we managed to see an entire court case in 30 seconds.
0: Yeah, good point. So, yeah. Thanks, Ollie. Uh, can I interest you in sharing some plugs?
1: Um, Some bloods? plugs oh plugs (laughs) how's that going (laughs) i didn't realize we were we were getting that close all right um yeah uh i am a co-host stroke guest co-host on judging book covers which is um a monthly uh almost like a book club style podcast and also i guest a lot on media evil which is a podcast about medieval set movies uh listen for the episode on gladiator and we did one recently on the Dungeons and Dragons movie on our monkeys, which was really good. I I highly recommend the movie. And I think the podcast will be a lot of fun. Um, and also since I recommended the last, the next generation, the last time I'm going to recommend mid nineties, uh, sci-fi show sliders, um, just for fun.
0: (laughs) I having love sliders. I haven't seen it since the nineties. Um, I know we're in the outro, but, uh, that's where I was um, when news of um, Princess Di's accident uh, came by. Oh, no way, watching an episode of Sliders, <laughs> and it got cut for news coverage. Oh wow! And it was like right at the climax, and I still don't know. It was it was the part of the series where there was like e- evil alien race who could also slide, and yeah, they were like yeah, battling yeah. in a in a universe. Just
1: well next episode i'm going to recommend another tv show but it was very reminiscent of an arc from another tv show that had been on about six or seven years previously
0: fair enough um but yeah so sliders has got a weird political moment in my life association um anyway uh thanks uh if um you don't have a twitter or anything do you
1: Nope, i i don't do any of that sort of stuff you can barely find me and that's how Mm. i like it
0: uh, we've got a Twitter here at the show. It's at Min, all one word. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe to on your podcatcher of choice. Um, what do I want? Um, you know what? Just like write down the name of the podcast. Two lines of explanation. Favorite episode. Slip of paper. Leave it on the bus excellent uh but that'll do us for today uh thanks again um ollie for joining us um, i hope you get a
1: tweet with someone
0: <laughs> oh me too that'd be great like a like a picture of someone doing that oh please do please do uh but yeah uh so that's been us for this week i've been adil and i've been ollie bye bye